we'd like to welcome you back to our dedicated study on the flat earth theory examined and this is part three and we're going to now play that video that I told you about the flat earth ultimate uh, analysis here and I tell you this is just more this is the video that Dr. Hoven mentioned so <laughs> I just this is just more of a boatload of other evidence proving that, that this is false. I mean, I'm just going to tell you up front, that's what this is. And they're showing illustrations and things of this nature, and I understand that you're not getting that in the audio. I can't do anything about that. But you can go and you can watch these. In fact, you can, if you want, you can watch it first and then come back and listen to me doing commentary, whatever you want to do. But um, it, it's incredibly powerful. Hello people, and I'm about to debunk the flat earth in this video so hard that if you still believe the earth is flat after watching this video, you are fully, fully deluded and nothing can help you. <laughs> so let's get straight into the video and demonstrate exactly why if you believed in the flat earth, then this video should illuminate you as to why that was a foolish thing to believe and now you can come out of your delusion. <laughs> and if you still believe in the flat earth, you are an utter, utter pillock. So let's get into it. Number I'm sorry, I don't even know what that means, but... One, shadows. Given that you can actually see a shadow cast by an object, you can generally tell its shape. Maybe the shape is distorted in some way depending on the angle you're viewing it at, but generally there's a shadow. And just like any other object, the Earth can also cast a shadow and we can see that during a lunar eclipse, we can just see the shadow of the Earth cast onto the moon because the Earth is blocking the moon from the sun. So you can just do a time-lapse yourself or look at anyone else's time-lapse on YouTube. You can really clearly see... The yeah, they're doing a time-lapse of the Earth going over the moon, I believe, during an eclipse. And you can clearly see that it is a... Um, the casting of the shadow is a rounded edge, meaning it is the Earth, it is a globe, it's casting a rounded edge shadow. You can clearly see if it was a flat Earth... And, uh, there's so many there's so many problems with the flat earth in a lunar eclipse anyway. Okay? But this right here is just so powerful. Picture of the earth there, the shadow is clearly a sphere. So that right off the bat debunks the flat earth. The shadow itself is round. <laughs> like I don't get how you could possibly argue with that, but because people are going to reject that and want to argue with that, let's just move on to the next bit of evidence. Number two. Oh, yes, and please, I don't want to argue about this anymore. So people that are still going to be totally, utterly convinced after this whole teaching, uh, please don't email me. I, I, don't, I don't want to hear your arguments. I really don't. I've looked at this. I've looked at both. We're looking at both sides right now. We are. Okay. So, I don't want to. I don't want to argue. I don't want to waste more time on this. I'm going to move on. I'm not going to reciprocate your arguments. This type of stuff, you know, it's pointless. All of the planets that you can observe from space just using a telescope are round. All of the moons for the planets, like the moons for Jupiter, they're round and they orbit Jupiter. So it's a bit weird that we would be unique and all other planets would be round but we wouldn't be round. Number three. This is just some amateur footage of some guy with a telescope. Notice how this guy keeps having to nudge the telescope to keep the planet in focus. It keeps going out the frame in the top left corner. And this is because the world is spinning and is so far away that it's literally just going out of frame because the Earth is spinning round. He, he's looking at this. This is an amateur guy with a telescope. It's just some guy putting it up there. You can see this over and over. It's called Jupiter and the Moon's 12.5-inch telescope, and, the, and he has to keep readjusting the telescope because the Earth is spinning, and the, and the planet keeps going out of range as a result of that. So he has to keep readjusting it. It's just one more proof that the Earth is moving and spinning because the Flat Earth people don't believe that. Like, more proof that the Earth is round and it's spinning like all other planets that we can observe in the solar system. I even just found a guy on YouTube who just got his telescope and filmed all of the planets in the solar system. Number four. 
the thing is, if you don't believe this, you can just do it yourself. Using modern technology, we've even got telescopes which automatically find where the planet is, obviously using GPS technology, which wouldn't exist if the world was flat. Look. It comes with a GPS module, so it knows where it is on the Earth. You need about five minutes to set these up. Uh, all of the major manufacturers of telescopes produce ones like this. So with just a few... He's showing one of these GPS telescopes. This guy's demonstrating this. Again, it, GPS wouldn't even work unless the wor world was spherical. And it wouldn't be able to pick up these stars in the sky unless it based it off those calculations of a spherical Earth. Okay, and this thing will literally find any planet you want. If it's in range, it'll literally go there because of the GPS. It has some computer way of, of doing it. It's amazing. A few clicks here on the keypad, I'm going to have it go find the planet Venus. And it told me that it hasn't risen yet, so I have to go back and right. find another planet. Let's find the planet Jupiter. There we go. And so, this is a really nice way... You it know, shows it literally moving into position. It has this, you know, everything's from a computer and it's moving into position to view the planet Jupiter. When these were first introduced, a lot of people poo-pooed them because they, in a way, made stargazing too easy. Number five. And now probably my favorite because it's the most hilarious, direct flights in the southern hemisphere. So you can get a flight from Santiago, South America, to Sydney, Australia. It's commercially available. This isn't fake. I've even seen vlogs of people taking this flight. It's 100% legit. It is not fake. Anyone who thinks that it's fake is just in denial. But the funny thing is about this flight, when you take the flight, you can see ice. So you can see Antarctica out the window. People have vlogged this. Even pilots have vlogged this, showed the dashboard, showed the ice, showed the dashboard again. It's legit, 100% not fake. You can see the ice out the window and you don't fly over land mass. So this means on the flat earth model, you would have to go all the way around the outside and you would never make it on one tank of fuel. It would take ages. It would take way more than the flight actually takes. It takes like 13 hours and 50 minutes. It would take way longer than that and you would never make it. Number six. The hilarious thing is that many flat earthers actually use the absence of direct flights to actually prove the existence of flat earth by saying there aren't any direct flights, therefore there's a conspiracy going on and the earth is probably therefore flat. So let's book, for example, from Cape Town to Adelaide, so from South Africa to Australia, and let's see what comes up on Qatar Airways. Aha! Uh -huh. So we have to change at Doha. That means that instead of just flying directly, we have to go from South Africa all the way up to Qatar there, and then all the way back down across the world, all across the world, to go to Adelaide, Australia. So that doesn't make any sense. But actually, if you just look at Qatar Airways' flight map, you'll see that everything goes through Doha. So if you want to fly from Buenos Aires to Sydney, then you have to go through Doha. If you want to fly from Edinburgh to Bangkok, you have to go through Doha. He's showing all the maps that are illustrating this. If you want to fly anywhere else, you have to go through Doha because that's the hub. And if we look at Iberia, it's the same story. Anywhere you want to go, you have to go through Spain because it's a Spanish-based airline. And even if you look at a massive airline like BA, most of the flights, not all, but most of the flights have to go through London. Obviously, you can book direct flights with BA that go to other places and don't go through the hubs. In this case, BA is British Airways. It's from Chiang Mai to Bangkok. You can book it, but then it's just going to be operated by Bangkok Air, which isn't BA, but they're just collaborating with BA to offer the flight, which is quite common. But then you've got LAN Airways who fly from uh, various different places in South America, so not always going through a hub, so they do a variety of different flights, but as you can see, they fly from South America to Australia, so that's also not possible on the flat earth. And we've also got South African Airlines, which operates various flights in the Southern Hemisphere across continents, so we've got here South Africa, to South America and South Africa to Australia, which both cases aren't possible on the flat earth model. So anyone who claims that a lack of direct flights from low traffic places means that the earth is somehow flat, obviously hasn't looked into economics and logistics for a very extensive period of time. Number seven. 
a lot of people saying that the whole ship sinking over the horizon thing has been debunked because when you zoom in you actually see the ship again and it's just some sort of like weird perspective thing that you run out of zoom but this is complete bullshit that whole debunking has in itself been debunked because in this case that was just not very far away if you actually look at a ship which is genuinely far away a massive ship which is huge and far away you can quite easily see like i showed in this video that it quite obviously goes beyond yeah the i mean it, he's showing a big ship on a horizon that you couldn't see with the naked eye he's got a some type of uh telescope they're zooming in and i mean you can only see like the very top parts of the ship the whole the whole hull is literally under the horizon because the earth is curved okay again there the there's certain instances where that it's i believe you called it imaging or um the miraging effect can take place where where the if the, you have the right air temperatures the right um environmental circumstances that the air will bend certain things and you can actually see things like the city from 60 miles away but again it also depends on how high whatever you're looking out of because the higher you are the more you're going to be able to see okay so that's a big thing that that has to come into account too if you're 100 feet up or whatever you're going to be able to see a lot lot farther than you were if you were at ground level so that's a that's another factor here and it sinks below the horizon you oh can... yeah oh i mean this is such a good picture where you can see that this this thing is so far below the horizon the literal whole hull of the ship it is a gigantic ship is literally below the horizon this must be a very powerful telescope and this just shows you that you know proving that the earth is a globe do this you can do this yourself with a telescope you can do this yourself with <clears throat> a massive professional super zoom camera or something you can pretty much do this however you like you can prove it there's no mystery here it's very easy to do you can do it yourself and you'll just see how you're wrong <laughs> you can't just zoom in you don't just run out of zoom it's absolutely ridiculous claiming that ships don't disappear over the ocean horizon they obviously do and anyone can just see for themselves number eight anyone who is satisfied with the time zone explanation of the flat earth by a sun which acts like a spotlight and spins around above the flat earth i just don't think you've ever studied photography and lighting do you know how hard it is to make a spotlight a normal light source looks like this it goes in pretty much all directions the light bounces off everywhere and everything is illuminated right. it's really hard to he's showing just a light hanging in a room focus if you want to focus that light or shape the light do anything with the light that doesn't require it just to be omnidirectional then you have to use at least a lampshade like a very good lampshade right but in the best case scenario you'd actually use a lens so do these flat earth people actually think there's a lens on the sun <laughs> right number nine the sun rises you'd still be able to see it though like if you were in a dark room and then there was a spotlight 200 yards away you'd still see the spotlight even if it was just shining down pinpoint in one little spot 200 yard you're gonna you're gonna notice that in a dark room there's gonna be some illumination you would always have that problem in this flatter scenario rises over the horizon it doesn't just come nearer and then fade out and go further away it rises and you can confirm this in a plane go really high up in a plane look out the window at sunrise and you can see that the sun rises even then so you can't just say it's the perspective because you're low down you can go high up in the air in a plane and still see that it rises above the horizon number 10 so this is the flat earth map and antarctica is supposed to be these ice rings around the outside so if i was standing here on antarctica let's just say i went to antarctica and wasn't killed so he's <laughs> he's gonna say something silly um uh he's showing what the flat earth model is the the continents all in the middle like the un map and then the um outer ice ring which is the ends of the earth that are on the uh end, end of it any illuminati lizards well the sun and moon are supposed to rotate spin around the earth from above here so from my perspective what would happen on the flat earth model would be the sun would sort of like you'd see it would be going further away and be going in this direction and then it will be eventually 
coming nearer in the other direction here. So I'd sort of see it go right and left and fading out and fading in, getting bigger and smaller. So from my perspective, the sun would look really strange. It wouldn't rise and fall on the horizon. It would just look really strange. But it certainly wouldn't, the sun certainly wouldn't be over here. But the thing is, when I stand on Antarctica and various different people have made time lapses, by do 360 degree time lapses and they're following the sun is going around them. Right. So how does that work? How does the sun go around them here if the sun is supposed to be going around here? Yeah, okay. I'm going to try to explain this to you. The sun and the moon in the flat earth model literally kind of make this circular circuit around the major continents within the flat earth scenario. Okay. They don't, it does not go outside of, of, of this water canopy or whatever, okay? That's this dome over the flat earth. Ay, ay, ay. Um, <laughs> you got, if you're not understanding this, you, you can watch this. It's just, there's so many holes in the flat earth. It's just, I mean, gigantic gaping rifts. If you're standing on the ends of the earth in the Antarctic... Okay, which in this case, now the Antarctica is literally a ice sheet that goes all the way around all of the continents. There are time lapses of people that have went down to Antarctica and they show that the sun goes, you know, around them. Okay. If you're on the edge of an ice sheet and the sun is literally encased in under a dome, you're at the end of an ice sheet. It can't go behind you. It can't go in some 360 thing around you. It could only really be in front of you. If you're under some type of water canopy dome and you're on the edge of it and the sun is circling the flat earth part of the continents, it's not going to go behind you. It's not going to go to the side of you. It's only going to be in front of you from one perspective. But yet they've got time lapses of people in Antarctica where the sun's in all these different positions around them it makes no sense in the flat earth model it would have to break out of the water canopy in order to do that it's just oh man and if you're not understanding this please watch the video that doesn't make it it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever and look here's a time lapse of just that you can see the sun is permanently not only does the sun right not go round like in some other direction. Not only does it circle us in the 360 way because we're doing a 360 time lapse. Not only that, it also stays in. They're the literally doing a 360 time lapse in in and showing you all of this. That this is not this is not something they're making up. There are pe many people that have done this. Have went down to Antarctica and done this the whole time so it's light the whole time so it cannot possibly like this they're literally showing the camera following this thing in the sky you're seeing clouds move by you're seeing different landscapes because it's it's tracking the sun and it's going in a 360 degree model spinning round in a circle above uh, centering around the north pole that cannot possibly exist that is completely debunked if you just stand on Antarctica and know this isn't fake. Multiple different people have done this. Right. <laughs> you can you can actually go to Antarctica yourself and do this. Number. That by itself debunks this whole thing. That one point, not to mention the myriad of others we've already covered. Eleven. Although most flat earthers are poor, don't have a job and live with their mums, those of us who do actually have enough money... To no, I'm not, that's mean. I, I, no, 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 I'm not going to say that. But obviously, there's a lot of attacks from both sides. I'm not here to name call, okay? I'm just not. I don't want to do that. I don't want to belittle anybody. There was a lot of stuff that when I first became like a born-again Christian, stuff that I believed then that I do not believe now God's showing me the truth about. Okay, so I'm not going to sit here and name call and judge and stuff like that, but there's a lot of name calling on both sides. Holiday can just go to Antarctica. There's plenty of ways to visit Antarctica. There's plenty of package holidays, tours, guided stuff, cruises, whatever you want to do. You can check out Antarctica yourself. You could literally go there tomorrow. Number 12. A lot of flat earthers say that because the time zones are a bit weird, like you can see here, the line should theoretically just be straight down, but there's some weird, strange, ad hoc stuff that is happening with the time zones. That somehow means that the world is flat. 
uh, no, governments have just done weird things with the time zones over time because of historical events and other historical significant factors which influence their decision to do arbitrary or seemingly arbitrary time zone adjustments. For example, China, instead of having multiple time zones, just has one time zone. See, while parts of Australia do use DST, other parts do not. So those three mainland time zones in the winter become five time zones in the summer. But by far the weirdest place when it comes to time zones is the international dateline. But since all countries can choose their own time zones, the international dateline is far from a straight line. Both Sorry, this guy is so horrible as far as enunciating words. Exact same time, but Hawaii is an entire calendar day behind. The line islands are 26 hours ahead of the uninhabited US territory Baker Island, about 2,000 kilometers west of the line islands. But uh, I mean, these time zones are insane. I guess that's the important there. The, the, um, the, the, what, the point they're trying to make is these time zones are really, really messed up, but it doesn't prove flat Earth. Two, Simon King was convinced by American traders to switch to east of the international dateline to minus 11, just three hours behind California. The king agreed in order to improve trade with the United States to the western. So, in other words, they agreed to this time zone switch in Samoa just to improve trade with, with um, America or whatever. So, there's a lot of different reasons these time zones get messed up the way that they're messed up. Switched back to west of the international dateline, but the eastern Samoan islands, American Samoa, stayed at minus 11. This is because Samoa's biggest trading partners are now Australia and New Zealand. So despite only being about 70 kilometers between Samoa and American Samoa, there's a 24 hour time difference. 25 in the summer, since Samoa follows daylight saving time, while American Samoa doesn't. Russia has 9 different time zones, yet they all seem to be... in the wrong place. This is because Russia used to have 11 time zones, but switched to 9 in 2010. And then in the summer of 2011, Russia advanced their clocks forward for daylight saving time. And, just and they're showing this on these maps. It's just insanity with these time zones. Not to switch back again, using permanent daylight saving. So yes, the time zones are a mess, but that's because of political stuff which happened historically, and it has nothing to do with the world being flat. Right. It just as soon proves that the Queen of England is a lizard as it does the world is flat. It, it doesn't prove the world is flat at all. It has nothing to do with it. Number 13... I'm trying to avoid talking about science here and just using common sense because the flat earthers are obviously not very scientific. They don't understand science properly because if they did, they wouldn't believe in a flat earth. They might think that they understand science, but the type of science which they're used to seeing on YouTube on these flat earth videos is mostly just made up ad hoc nonsense and it doesn't actually, like any physicist would just look at it and laugh. But one of the things that the flat earthers constantly say is that there's no proof for gravity. Gravity hasn't been proven it would just have to go along with this theory that gravity exists and the sea on the bottom of the globe earth is somehow just stuck on with superglue or something because gravity doesn't exist well no you can actually scientifically prove gravity there are various tests you can do probably the most popular is the cavendish experiment so let's just have a look at that now you can zoom in here the uh, laser is at 24 and a half using the right side of the laser for my readings. Um, so switching into position two. So what you're saying here is an incredibly sensitive device that he made for the Cavendish experiment. This is a time lapse because all of this little clip here takes an entire hour to actually happen for the laser to move and settle down into the new position. This test proves that even small balls of mass like the ones that you just saw on his machinery there a second ago can exert a gravitational... Small balls of lead can exert a gravitational effect on other balls. Of lead. Now, med lead has no magnetic properties, so they use lead because, well, it has a high mass, therefore it'd have higher gravity, and it doesn't have any mag mag uh, magnetic properties, so you can't accuse the lead of attracting to other leads, uh, one lead ball attracting to another lead ball due to magnetic properties, because there is no magnetic properties, so it's objective, in other words. And they're showing in this Cavendish experiment how that works. And again, you're going to have to watch this to understand what they're doing. But it's gravity is easy to prove is the whole point here. Or over other objects. The greater the mass, the greater gravitational pull. You can find people doing this test all over YouTube in any university. This is like really, really basic entry-level science. And I also found an old-school version of this same test, which is probably easier for lay people to understand because you can sort of like see the componentry a bit more. So let's have a look at that. On each end of the bar, we put a lead ball. The two balls balance, and the bar is free to turn. This is a... 
think of a barbell, like an old-time barbell with two lead balls on the end of it. It's a very long barbell. It's suspended. There's nothing exerting any kind of influence on it either way. Now we put another ball on the left side of each of the two original ones. If everything attracts everything else, the balls should attract each other and the bar should move. Yep, and it's doing that. These lead balls, even though there's no magnetic properties, are attracting the smaller lead balls on these on like this little like this skinny barbell. Because they're exerting gravity upon it. That's a, just a great way of proving gravity that like literally anybody could do that experiment if they had the right tools. You know, you'd need you'd basically need four lead balls and, and some string and a in a uh, like a little rod that you could um, thread the two smaller lead balls onto. It's proving gravity. Is an attraction of gravity between the lead balls. Number 14. For all you flat earthers who think that the Cavendish test is just a NASA conspiracy, it doesn't actually work, and it's actually unicorn power, or the flat earth <laughs> god is just trying to fool us or something, I, I, I don't know how you would debunk that. But for any of you who don't believe the Cavendish test, well, there's other tests as well. How about this test, which equally proves gravitational pull exists? First, we weigh a small lead pyramid to measure the force of attraction oh, here's another between great it and one. the Earth. Its weight is 152.166 grams. Now we move the heavy lead ball under the scale, adding its mass to the mass of the Earth. So they're, they're taking a lead pyramid, weighing it precisely, and then they take a large lead ball and put it underneath, slide it underneath the pyramid that's hanging. Okay, It's hanging, it's being weighed. Okay, Now they put a large lead ball that's... Lead ball probably weighs, I don't know. I mean, lead's very dense. That lead ball might weigh 50 pounds. I don't know. Maybe 40, 50, I don't know. Maybe 30. It's, it's hard to say because lead's so much denser. They're putting it directly under the lead pyramid to see that if it's exerting, if it's going to change the weight of the pyramid that's suspended above it, that they're weighing. They've already weighed the pyramid. If there's gravity involved, what it's going to do is increase the weight of the pyramid because there's going to be an attraction of the pyramid to the giant lead ball right underneath it. Its gravity is going to be affecting the weight of the pyramid. The weight is increased by one thousandth of a gram, which represents the attraction between the pyramid and the ball. These are all scientific things that prove gravity. That the flat earth people say doesn't exist mass under the pyramid got bigger the force of attraction did too number 15 so as i say i don't want to give you too much science because we need to be going off common sense here and not science because flat earthers generally don't believe science okay i'm going to skip this part because this gets over my head and i just think it's it's irrelevant in the in the grand scheme of things so i'm just going to advance ahead a little bit here um Because I think we've, we've probably seen enough here. Okay, let's go to this part. It's repeatable. It's an incredibly easy test to do. You can just do it yourself. And how comes number 16? A Foucault pendulum. I don't know why he's doing the number 16. I have no clue why. What's that? what that's about. Spins one way in the northern hemisphere and the opposite direction in the southern hemisphere. This so is the pendulum thing that you had heard earlier about. What pendulums do in different parts of the earth. And they're showing a really big one at a mall here. And, I mean, this is reproducible any part of the earth. And it would only make sense if you had the Coriolis effect going on uh, and the earth was a spear. It would only make sense in that regard. And, and it can be proved all day long. And I think this is, yeah, this is those things where they, they knock down these pegs as the um, earth rotates. It's knocking down these pegs and you can use it like a clock, these big pendulums. How the so cool. hell do you explain that on a flat earth? 
Number 17. The reason why this one is so far down the list is because flat earthers obviously think that any photographic evidence and anything related right. to NASA... Or they're, they're clearly showing a picture of a NASA space station. You can see the Earth underneath it with all the clouds and all the things. You can clearly see the curvature of the Earth. Even though even when they're up in space, the curvature of the Earth isn't that pronounced because it's so large in relation to everything else. I mean, you got to get really far away from the Earth... To even be able to, you know, see the whole Earth as a spear. But it is a spear. But you got, you know... So, let's go further. International Space Station or anything like that. Is this fake? Is photoshopped? Is an Illuminati conspiracy? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, yeah, they're using a fisheye camera on this. Nothing in this picture looks... I mean, the space station doesn't look... There's, a, there's like a, a big panel that you're seeing... If it was a fisheye camera, you would see distortion. You would see that fisheye effect on the space station. You would see it on this panel. Not only the, the only thing that's curved is the Earth below it. Nothing else is being... I mean, it's a very, very crisp picture. It's one of the millions that probably are in existence. And you're telling me they doctor every single one of these and it's this big, gigantic conspiracy to, to like, pull the wool over our eyes to, to make us all think that we live on a globe? What so, benefit is there to in the grand scheme of the, in Satan's kingdom? What 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 real benefit would it be for them to do that to us? I mean, a cost benefit reward type of thing. I don't see from a satanic standpoint how that's you know to put that kind of work into something that there's no way they could ever ever in a million years keep under wraps because there's so many holes in this theory. So it couldn't be done anyway, even if Satan was trying to do it. But, you know, if you can convince a whole bunch of Christians that, the, you know, the Bible teaches it and all of this other stuff, then when, you know, that's disproven, then the Christians look like they've got egg on their face and that the Bible's not true. That's the whole point. And it's divided a whole bunch of Christians. Well, then that's the whole point. Mission accomplished by Satan. The fact that you can just see live streams of the International Space Station astronauts in space and just see, like, the world, just their photographic evidence, video evidence, which is going to be extremely difficult to Photoshop. But let's just pretend it's all Photoshopped and fake. So this isn't the point, right, that you can just see. I mean, they're moving the Earth underneath all of these other things as they're painting the camera different ways. The Earth is moving under the space station. You can see it subtly moving. I mean, that would be so incredibly hard to doctor and fake all that every single time they ever produced. There, there'd be slip-ups here and there. There'd have to be. But there isn't. Well, that's not the point, because obviously that's just Photoshop and Illuminati conspiracy. The point here is the length that you'd have to go through to yes. keep it all secret. Exactly. Can you imagine, not just NASA is in on the conspiracy, but everyone who has anything to do, indirectly or directly, with the space industry, all the government of the entire world are in on the conspiracy, all of the satellite and GPS communications industries, they're all in on the conspiracy, for example, all of the Garmin and TomTom employees, they're all in on the conspiracy, mm. all of the hardware and software engineers working on the GPS products are in on the conspiracy, even many, many, many other industries that you might not have even thought of before, like bridge building industries are in on the conspiracy because they need to calculate the curvature of right. the earth when building long bridges. All of these people are in on one massive conspiracy, right. and nobody has come clean. And all nobody. of these, and all the pilots that that would have, you know, potentially seen the ends of the earth, all the sailors that have, would have potentially went to the ends of the earth, you know, seen this big Arctic ice shelf. All of those, it's, it's, it, everybody's been mums the word from antiquity when they were sailing, you know. Uh, the you know wooden seafaring vessels and galleons and things of this nature that you know everybody from the antiquity on they've all kept this under wraps i mean i'm telling you it's the biggest hottest secret on the on the in the universe they've had to keep is that's a shitload of people keeping a very very big secret very quiet <laughs> why is it that the only people speaking out about the flat earth conspiracy are fools on the internet often making youtube videos with creepy music in the background constantly repeating you had the wall pulled over your eyes wake up wake up well, why is it only those people these are planes going sideways oh my word <laughs> going upside. this is a guy putting out a video and he's showing a plane going around the earth and saying that 
if we were on a globe, we would feel like we're upside down on the bottom of the earth. Ken Hovind already explained that, that when you're on the earth, gravity's pulling you toward the center. You're not going to feel like you're sideways or you're upside down or whatever, no matter where you're at on the planet. And he's trying to use this as an argument. I mean, this is so pitiful. And in every other way, yet no human inside notices anything. That's pretty cool, huh? <laughs> wow. wow. Mind-blowing science. Uh, <laughs> we like to ridicule a lot of things, but when it comes to gravity, something that has been never proven in any way whatsoever... No, <laughs> let's just believe Oh, there's no gravity world. either, so that's more proof. Upside down, but we don't notice it. There is no upside down. He's just doing... <gasps> ...that he craves to eat human flesh, and he's actually been clinically diagnosed as being mentally insane. Believe this man. Number 18. Hi, I'm Dave, KG0ZZ. I've been a licensed amateur radio operator since 1993, and my favorite part of the hobby is building antennas. That's right, people. There's nerds out there who build antennas. <laughs> Their favorite hobby is building antennas. And they hack into GPS satellites, and they get a lot of fun out of looking at all these satellites or what they're transmitting. So let's have a look at what this guy comes up with. So he builds this antenna. He puts it up. In a big pole shows him mounting the antenna it's some kind of special antenna he built so as you can see he DIY'd his own antenna you can just do this yourself <laughs> this isn't conspiracy when you can do it yourself and prove yeah, I mean that it didn't look like it was the most complicated antenna that he built or anything and he's getting all of this evidently this satellite telemetry or whatever that you normally wouldn't have access to right you can just do this yourself here is some satellite imagery that he's captured, and there you go. There's no conspiracy when you can just literally just do it yourself. Number 19. Just type in open source astronomy software into Google, and you'll see pages and pages and pages of results of open source astronomy software. And you can download this, you can look at the source code, you can go through it. And if there's actually any... The, what they were showing in the last part was when he hacked into these satellites that was showing that it was like the globe, the in, you know, the spherical Earth in these, these uh, satellite imagery, okay? So, again, if they were trying to hide that from us or whatever and we couldn't get into it and there was some big secret there, that would most likely show up if you could hack into those satellites, which he did, and it showed a globe Earth that the world was flat then that would have to be taken into account in the software and you would just see in the software because the software itself is so accurate you can predict where certain planets or stars or whatever will be in the sky 20 years from now and it will work just get a telescope and you can figure it out for yourself so if there was actually a conspiracy it would be written into the software otherwise it wouldn't work but it does work and it's extremely accurate so again it would have to He's be showing just hundreds of pages most likely of code software codes on these these um astronomy type programs that would only work if we had a spherical earth and i mean they're they're all they're, they're open source stuff you can go which just is yet one more proof that we are on a sphere a globe written into the software if there was a conspiracy otherwise it wouldn't work but it does work, and anyone can just look at the software. You can even compile your own version of the software from the source code that you download and look at. Number 20. And just one final point for anyone who thinks that GPS is a US military conspiracy theory. There are other competing GPS systems. There's GLONASS. There's the Galileo positioning system. There's the Baidu navigation satellite system. There's the NAVIC. And there's the quasi-Zenith satellite systems developed by mostly rival nations to the US. So, <laughs> the, 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 whatever way you look at it, every single bit of common sense and scientific evidence points to a spherical Earth which is rotating and orbiting the sun. There is not a single shred of evidence, actual, legitimate, real, real evidence, which points to the Earth being flat. There's nothing. There's only ad hoc bullshit. Whichever way you look at it, 
the spherical Earth makes sense and it's consistent with. And here's a guy showing the the one thing of Chicago, which can be explained with what Ken Hoven had stated before about lensing, the effect of lensing, and how high was the camera, and even even in this picture, this this mirage where it's sixty miles, you can still see the, you still can't see the bottoms of the buildings, even with lensing, which would bend the like the light enabling you to see but you can't do it on every day if it was reproducible if it was a true flat earth why can't you do it every day why can't you do it all over the planet while the right atmospheric conditions have to be in play and even with lensing you can still only see the tops of the buildings you can't see like it it looks like you can't see the lower one-third of the buildings to me so it still proves that the world is curved a spear it's just you know uh Lots of different bits of evidence, but the flat earth is inconsistent and it requires these ad hoc per case explanations which don't make sense and it's inconsistent. It doesn't make any sense. And I just can't wrap my head around people still believing in the flat earth despite the wealth of information. It's like, it's, it's just they, they must want to believe that it's flat and just re- disregard everything else. You just have to disregard all of the facts and just label everything as a conspiracy theory, everything as photoshopped, everything as faked, everything is the Illuminati, and then you... Yeah, yeah, much like the Mandela. It's, but it's... You, you, with the Mandela, you can put... It doesn't matter what you put in front of somebody. If their mind's made up on it, I've found that it's just pointless. It doesn't matter what you put in front of them. It doesn't matter how many societal things or cultural things or bible things you put it just doesn't matter because they're not going to believe what you put in front of them doesn't matter so um that's what we have for that particular video uh let's go further here okay this is a huge one i mean to me this was the one that i had saw early on that it was like wow this is the only thing i really need to know this one point now we've already covered a lot of stuff but we haven't covered this point yet. And this is a really big, gigantic 800-pound gorilla in the room. A question for flat earth theorists. How can an airplane like the Rutan Model 76 Voyager fly without refueling or stopping in a straight course and end up right where it started? How can that happen with a flat earth? Are they flying off the edge of the flat earth? in going under the bottom of it and then coming around the other side. I think the Rutan um, Model 76 Voyager would kind of know there was a problem there when they plunged off the the side. Or, oh, well, they couldn't do that anyway because there was a water canopy there. So they couldn't get out anyway. In honor of Rod Skiba's, because evidently Rod Skiba's like the, the godfather in the Christian movement now of um, promoting the flat earth, in honor of Rod Skiba's having your cake and eating it too position of being a questioning globalist while maintaining a website on the flat earth theory dedicated to popularizing intellectually bankrupt flat earth theories, I would like to ask him a new question. Now, this isn't my wording, that's theirs. In fact, the question is directed to all who question the spherical shape of the earth. How can an airplane like a Rutan Model 76 Voyager fly without refueling or stopping? in a straight course, it's basically a semi-straight course, and end up right where it started. If the Earth is not a spear, it's been done many times now. That is the challenge. Please use the diagrams and the mathematics to show how this is possible given your flat Earth model. Here's a book that they sell on Amazon, and it's called Voyager, The World Flight, the official log, flight analysis, and narrative explanation of the Smithsonian National Air and Space Museum. Oh, it's Smithsonian. It's all... Come on, guys. They show the flight path. This has been done over and over, not just with the Rutan, but with other planes as well. Now, there's a correction. The course was not perfectly straight, like a bullet shot out of a gun, but rather the navigated around mountain ranges and whatnot, but the heading was still relatively straight. Here is the exact course, which still falsifies a flat earth. And here's the course. You can literally see day one, day two. It took, uh, looks like it took mm, nine days. Day nine. Uh, yeah, I think it took nine days to, to go all the way around the earth, flying nonstop, okay, Guess what? It has already been done back in 19, 
1949. This was done in 1949. Okay, it's been done many times since. Traveling straight without landing once, but they refueled in the air. The flight instrumentation is very precise, and the pilots navigated a straight course around the globe. So, how so given a flat Earth? How? How? How could you get past the water canopy? Couldn't be done. The first nonstop flight around the world was made by, again, a team of U.S. Air Force flyers in 1949, taking off from Carswell Air Force Base in Fort Worth, Texas. On the 26th of February, Captain James Gallagher and a crew of 14, 14 witnesses, okay, so 15 with the captain, 15, they're all lying, evidently, uh, headed east in a B-50 Super Fortress called Lucky Lady 2. They were refueled four times in air, by a KB-29 tanker plane of the 43rd Refueling Squadron over Azor the Azores, Saudi Arabia, Philippines, and Hawaii. That was the four places they refueled. Okay, and this is a totally separate plane than the um, Rutan that we just talked about. This was another time it was done. Okay, there were 15 uh, Air Force Air Force officers on this plane, and they're all lying. Okay. Um, they were fueled over the Azores, Saudi Arabia, Philippines, and Hawaii. The circumnavigation was completed on March 2nd. Okay, so, um, and traveling, having traveled 94 hours and one minute, it took them that time. So they got, they got through it a lot quicker than the Rutan because the Rutan went a lot slower. Okay. Um, they covered 23,452 miles at an average speed of 249 miles an hour. The Rutan was not going that fast. Okay, that's why it took a lot longer. The Earth was proven to be a spear in and around 170 to 180 B.C. by Erastathenes a Greek scholar that lived in the 275 to 194 BC range uh, in Alexandria, Egypt. He invited the discipline of geography, he invented the discipline of geography, including the terminology still used today. Okay, so he proved it, the earth was a spear in the 170 to 180 BC range. The Greek scholar that um, invented the discipline of geography. Okay. Um, please follow the links to learn about the incredible power of mathematics. God created a mathematically discernible reality we can describe in equations. The rational intelligibility of the universe is one of the strongest evidences for biblical creation. Indeed, math is the language of creation. It is God's language. Yeah, he created it. If your beliefs do not agree with the math, you're probably in error. You can use a high school level math and ge you can use high school level math and geometry to prove the Earth is a sphere for yourself. It's not that controversial, and there's a, a link here that you can click on if you want to know more. Okay, if you haven't heard enough, let's go further. Is the Earth actually flat? Hey, Vsauce, Michael here. In 2003, researchers did the measurements and found that Kansas is in fact literally flatter than a pancake. Of course, the Earth is not flat, the Earth is round. Otherwise, travelers would be falling off the edge all the time. Right? Wrong. If the Earth was not a ball shape, but was instead a flat disk, like this plate, well, with the right density and thickness, living in the middle could feel pretty normal. But as you moved toward the edge- Yeah, he's using all of these illustrations he's showing the flat earth model where you've got the ice edge on the outer perimeter and he's showing uh what would happen gravity on a disc earth would slightly skew pushing at a greater and greater angle back toward the center my friend nick from yeti dynamics put together this great simulation the person and buildings obviously aren't to scale but check out how such increasingly diagonal gravity would work Although this is a flat disk, it would feel to a runner headed toward the edge like they were fighting to climb up a steeper and steeper hill. The building foundations behind the runner reflect how you would have to build structures closer and closer to the edge so that people living in them always felt like down was at right angles to the floor. 
the way we feel it on our big round. The Earth. buildings would literally have to be built at some point at 45 degree angles in order to feel, uh, it's just insanity. Now, as you approach the edge, things would get scary. Remember, this is a flat Earth, but it would feel like a sheer drop-off. What's really cool is that contrary to the don't fall off the edge fear, on a flat world, because of gravity, the scary risk would actually be falling away from the edge and rolling all the way back to the center. Once you stepped over the edge, instead of falling off into space, you'd be able to relax. It would be a nice level place. This model, of course, neglects the fact that such a planet shape would be impossible. Anything as massive as the Earth, shaped like a flat disk, would, under its own gravity, naturally collapse back into a ball. Right. This is why in outer space, everything more than a few hundred miles in diameter is round. Yes, we went over that further or in the, you know, everything with any kind of mass that size would always collapse back into a ball. That by itself proves a spherical Earth. Okay, you can't have a flat pancake piece of sod. I mean, there's so many reasons, hopefully we've already covered this, but if even if there is one, it would have long, long since collapsed back into a ball under the weight of its own gravitational loads. So we've been told. What if gravity isn't real? What if the Earth is in fact flat and science has been wrong all along? It's a misconception that Christopher Columbus discovered that the Earth is round. Virtually every scholar and major religion in the West accepted Earth's rotundity since at least the time of the ancient Greeks, who for instance had noticed that boats disappear bottom first when sailing away, and as you walk north and south, stars pop into and out of view. The misconception that only a few hundred years ago lots and lots of people believed the Earth was flat likely began in the modern era as a sort of insult, a, well, your people recently thought the Earth was flat, so why should we believe you now? The smear was repeated and published so often it became accepted as historical fact. Flat Earther became synonymous with anti-science. It might seem flat over short distances, but over longer ones, well, the Earth is pretty darn curvy. The Verrazano Narrows Bridge, connecting Staten Island and Brooklyn, had to be designed with Earth's roundness in mind. It's two towers, separated by 1,300... Any long bridge has to be. Any one. So this Verrazano Bridge, it's two towers separated by 1,300 meters um, and perfectly vertical are nonetheless 41 millimeters. Meters and perfectly vertical are nonetheless 41 millimeters further apart at the top than at the bottom. Just like the, San, the Golden Gate Bridge is like two inches difference at, at the two largest... Um, stanchion pillars that come up it's doing that because it's it's the earth is spherical that's why that is they're going up in a straight line and on a spherical earth they're going to be a little bit further away at the top because of earth's curvature in the third century bc eratosthenes measured the differences between shadows cast by poles in syene and alexandria to calculate more than 2,000 years before rockets and space travel, the circumference of the entire globular Earth, with, for the time, impressive accuracy. Word got around that the Earth was a round shape after that. But in 1906, Wilbur Glenn Balava became head of a slightly bizarre religious sect that pretty much ran the city of Zion, Illinois. Vallava believed that the Earth was actually flat, and he enforced flat Earth teachings in schools in Zion. He also enforced that belief on really anyone who entered the city. Uh, whoa, what was that sign just say? Hold on. No one except a low-down scoundrel or a person lower than the dirtiest dog, yes, lower down than a skunk, would call the Earth a globe in Zion City. I remember there was a cult in um, Bonita Springs, where I was from, and I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure they believed in some type of, I, I don't know if they believed the world was convex, or, I mean, I've heard all kind of crazy, 
And I'm telling you, this is why I say this is how all cults get started. Stuff like this. They take things out of context. They, st they take something that they think doesn't make sense or whatever. Like the one guy, oh, if you fly in plane on Antarctica, why don't you feel upside down? They take something that they, they think they know in, their, in what they're reasoning out to be. And they literally start a cult. This is a great example. The cult in Benita Springs. I went and toured their, their building. I mean, they had the most crazy, wacky, and I know a lot of it had to do with the, the curvature of the earth. I know it did. I remember that in particular. We would always go on the, um, I think there was a, a river there. It was the Estero River. And we would go on canoe trips there when I was in like high school and stuff. And we'd go right by all of these, they're not abandoned because they literally like made it like a historical thing there in Benita. And it's, it's a, it's, I think there's, I think there's only like one or two members now or something like, and then they were like the original people. And, and even that would, they probably had passed away because they were like in their nineties or something. But there are cults all over the planet of stuff like this. And there's so many people that get sucked into them. And that's why this concerns me so much because I can literally see somebody stepping up and i'm not saying rob skeever or whoever and them saying come on guys we need to start our own none of these other globers or spear believing people are worth our time let's go start our own religion we know the truth we're the chosen ones obviously they can't see so they're anathema to us we're going to shake the dust off our feet and, and uh, we're going to go and start our own... I literally see this. I don't know. It's probably already happened, I'm sure, to a certain extent. But I can see a lot of Christians getting sucked into this because of the fervent uh, ardor that I'm seeing from these emails that I'm getting, these gigantic emails, you know, Basically saying, you know, it's going to get to a point where it's like, no, you're you're not a Christian if you don't believe in this. We're the real Christian. I'm telling you where this is going. There's a ton of people that believe pre-trib. Baptists are, are the greatest example that basically believe that if you don't believe in pre-trib, we're not going to fellowship with you. You're a heretic. You're See what I mean? And I, I'm telling you, the Baptists are the most, as far, as far as any denomination I've ever been around, I'm sure there's other branches of Christianity, quote, pseudo-Christianity. And I'm not saying Baptists is pseudo-Christianity, but I'm saying there's a lot of pseudo-Christian cults that have gotten started where they have their own little cult pet belief system and then you, they literally don't associate with anyone else because they would be afraid that if their members did associate with anybody else, they would learn the truth. So they stay um, cordoned off, again, further division, Further, okay, let's divide and conquer. Further, trying to write the coattails of Jesus, like the Mormon Church does, where they use the KJV Bible, the Jehovah Witnesses, where they'll they'll use their their corrupt Bible and then all of their other extra biblical books to put, some, and then they put some kind of little pseudo Christian veneer on it and call it try to write write the coattails of Jesus Christ. I'm just telling you, this stuff is dangerous. Only trust the word of God. And I understand. So well, how can we do that now with the Mandela? Hide the word of God in your heart. 99.9% .9 of the Bible has not been changed at this point. Okay? It's not like you can't get saved out of a KJV. Or you can't get saved out of even an NIV. I got saved out of, out of, out of an NIV. Reading the book and Route to Global Occupation. It's not that bad at this point. Now, I don't know how bad it's going to get. I think if people are praying about it. And again, it's a big reason I did the study, so people pray if you feel so led fast about it. Well, then that could stop the changes, potentially, if it's God's will. If you're praying against the D-Wave quantum computers and CERN and whatever witchcraft is causing these things, well, guess what? You, you might There might come a day when it's like, wow, there's no more changes. I mean, yeah, these are all, well, it's because people are praying about it. God didn't let it just keep continuing and continuing and continuing. Now, I don't know what the book of Amos says. Is they're going to run, you know, there's going to come a day when they, you know, seek the word of God and they're not going to find it. So I don't know. Maybe it will get to that point. It's, I'm not God. I don't know. But I'm saying you could, you could give Bible verses, you know, but I'm still saying I think we should pray against it. Hide the word of God in your heart. Those types of things. So let's go further.
anyone who entered the city. Balama believed not only that the earth was flat, but that the sun was only a few thousand miles away from earth, not 93 million. He also believed that the sun was only 32 miles across, not 860,000. He sounds crazy. Or does he? You see, the same phenomenon Eratosthenes measured could be explained by a flat earth if the sun were only a few thousand miles away and 32 miles across. The math would work out the same. Today, with the power of the internet, modern-day flat earthers have picked up where Volava left off. They have quite good explanations for any evidence you throw at them that the earth is round. Circumnavigation is really just a flat circle path. The round shadow Earth casts on the moon during a lunar eclipse could also be made by a flat disk. Time zones are caused by a spot. I mean, that would be, the flat disk would have to be in the exact right alignment every time to always cast a curved shadow. It's never going to happen. Only a spear could always do it every single time, 100% of the time. Sun, and remember how gravity would be totally different on a disc-shaped planet? Well, they argue that gravity as yes. we know it simply doesn't exactly. exist. Yeah. The flat disk of Earth is merely accelerating up at 9.8 oh, meters. I mean, this is so unbelievable. Oh, this is just, I, I can't even comprehend the, the amount of mental leaps of logic and hoops you have to jump through to arrive at all of this. And how much time is and effort is being spent on this when it's literally an effort in futility. For second, as for all of the photos and video evidence we now have that the Earth is round thanks to space exploration, well, all of that material is completely fabricated. A hoax perpetrated by Big Globe. Space agencies, airlines, globe manufacturers, they are reaping the rewards of our ignorant belief that the Earth is actually round. They know, of course, that it's flat, and they're hiding that truth from us. Okay, so that's all I'm going to get into on that particular video. Um, oh, so, um, let's see here. I'm going to go ahead and just end part three here, and we will go to part four next. This might be the last part. So God bless you, and see you in part four.